This is the former and five-time world Madden champ, Jordan 13-8, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Saturday, November 12th, 2022, 8 a.m. Sharp, Josh, at least up here in the northwest, the snow is on the ground and it's probably here to stay, and I don't know if I'm ready for it, but hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Wow, a lot of enthusiasm there. That was good. Uh, don't forget about our Discord. We love when people chat with us about football or about, you know, Black Panther, Black Panther Wakanda Forever or about, um, you know, other shit. I don't know. We got the Discord. Come chat with us. We appreciate you, and we enjoy chatting with you about um, any, any of the stuff we chat about. Second with start times down in the description below if you're not listening live, and thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art. Um, probably getting around the time where, you know, can't plug it as a Christmas gift forever, but still, if you want uh, some beautiful beautiful unique art go ahead and hit up at levi Oki um illustration on instagram all one word and uh, be like hey bro i want some a really cool christmas gift help me and he's like i got you fam i'll draw some dicks on top of uh you know whatever picture you want dog and then you have a beautiful christmas gift so josh but he how- could he draw me um shirtless riding a miniature pony um holding a spear um looking like i'm throwing it at a miniature dinosaur that has a homeless man eating kfc on it absolutely he could in fact i think i think he'd do that for free someone would just have to ask okay okay guard you want to ask for me i'm shy uh you know i don't but your your lovely beautiful wife is currently listening and if she doesn't know what to get you for christmas yet um you know she can uh she can ask Carmel Bear for that, so she just heard that whole thing. So you're you're in, you're in the clear, Josh. Sounds good. <coughs> but how you doing today, pal? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing. Um, or Duran, I guess, is kind of the more accurate. Um, we think we think. Uh, well, you know, we were going to go to a tree farm. Which now, if you're anything like me, where you have dum dum in your brain, um, you hear tree farm, you're like, huh? Someone just trying to be funny and say outside where there's trees um <laughs> a nursery if you apparently uh, but apparently tree farms are real for christmas trees uh, we we're supposed to go there to one of those today but uh they're they don't open until next weekend apparently um so that's not going to happen today um but i think you know it might be might be a little blessing in disguise because asher seemingly is uh coming down with something we don't know what but um he hasn't been eating he's been coughing and let's just say his Aww. diapers are not normal oh no poor little what, what do you mean by not normal like he's a little poopy boy <laughs> oh no dude is he eventually gonna get ripped off for 250 mil guaranteed like lamar jackson uh pfft. i hopefully <laughs> uh, sorry to hear about your little man uh but yeah i mean why don't why don't you just get a fake christmas tree and then buy like a pine you know air freshener like they put in cars and just hide that within the branches well i'm allergic to pine trees so or cri- like christmas tree pine so we wouldn't be getting a real one because it costs like a hundred i don't know 150 200 somewhere in that range to chop one down so basically you have to pay to work so it's just like all right sillies uh, we already have a fake one. We were just going to go there for some family photos. Um, I see. A little photo op. A little for the gram. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you, Gar? Uh, I'm doing good. 
Uh, like I said, like there's some. Is there snow on the ground down there? Because there's snow on the ground up here. Ah, uh, there's six or seven flakes. Dang. Okay, you guys are getting. Yeah, no, a little chilly up here. Um, of course, we get snow and it stays a little bit longer, just because slightly more north. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing. I'm doing good overall. Should have. Um, should have a good weekend. Saw Black Panther yesterday. That was good. Drove out to Fargo to go see that. Really enjoyed the movie. Um, but you know, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not too hard to impress or too hard to please. I just enjoy movies and I enjoy. You know, I'm not nearly as picky as it seems like everyone else is. I'm just like, yeah, thousands of people put in their effort to make this movie and it's not garbage. So I like it. It's really all it comes down to. So I thought it was a really good movie. Very emotional, of course, with the passing of Chadwick. But uh, yeah, no, I- I'm doing good, Josh. We ready for the show? Born ready. All right, pal. Let's get into some start sit then. What yeah, we got first? last week or not? Yeah, how did we do last, last week, week we had a solid week. Four out of five with eee. a positive. Uh, yeah, positive forty point oh five points. So, ladies, that's got to be our best Overall, week of the year, right? I yeah, I believe so. Overall, we are twenty six out of forty five with a positive ninety three point oh eight. So we're still in the green. Uh, we did well last week. Justin Fields kind of helped carry us. I do want to point out um, for the listeners that uh, if we would have gone with my flex pick, where it was the Palmer. four options, Palmer, we would have gotten five out of five. But uh, the one that we ended up settling on because it was our second Carter. best, second overall, Carter um, was uh, the second highest score. So it's not like you. I don't think he sacrificed many points. It was like two or three. But sure. um, so we overall, you know, listen to us. Little, little I told you so, but also we didn't do that much worse. Got it. Well, I mean, yeah, we 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 big brain. But uh, right. this week we've got a few different ones. Um, we've got the uh, we you've all seen and heard of Touched by an Angel, but this time we've got Touched by a Hackett. Oh, um, no. And so we've got we've got uh, Rogers versus Dallas or Russell Wilson high step in his way to Tennessee, meaning they're at Tennessee high Go knee ahead. and up and down the aisles. I mean Rogers has remained consistently not that great. Like he's the last three weeks have been fifteen point seven, fifteen point two, and then thirteen point six. Overall, he hasn't passed twenty points once this year. He hasn't even passed. 16.89 points once this year. So, I mean, he's pretty – he's he's only been single digits one time. That was against Minnesota. Goal. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Rodgers has been very consistently mid-teens all year. And so that's – I there's at this point you can't really say there's upside because he hasn't surpassed 17 points once. Wilson, um, he's gone above 21 time. He's kind of in a similar category, though. Um, Tennessee allegedly has a bad defense, but that Denver Broncos offense um, has been very uninspiring, as everyone knows by this point. Russell Wilson's last game was against Jacksonville in London, and he got 13.78. And then the two weeks before that, he got 13.82 and the 9.16. So honestly, I'd rather die than play one of these two. I did have Rodgers in Brad's guillotine league, and I dropped him for, I think I picked up Trevor Lawrence. So obviously, we can't play the game and say neither, but you know, in a perfect world, neither pick up fucking Dan. Danny Dimes or something, Danny Dashes. But if I had to pick between one of the two, it seems like Rodgers has the safer floor. If you're desperate for a win, maybe Russell has the higher ceiling just because he surpassed 20 once. But, I mean, Rodgers, I don't know. Has, I, I, I pick neither, Josh. Who do you want? And we'll just go with that one. I'd probably lean Rodgers. Um, even though he has zero weapons, I think that... Um, that I don't Dallas know. He's, defense, he's, he, though. He's always had that... Uh, you know, prove the haters wrong type attitude, and he's the two-time reigning MVP. <laughs> he, he sure is. 
Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, th- I'm in the same boat as you. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, Eat if I could glass. pick none. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably if those are my two quarterback options, I might be tempted to just leave it blank. Um, but between the two, if we're making a pick for this for the purpose of this, Rogers um, at home versus Dallas, um, they're probably gonna have to throw to keep up because uh, there's no chance they win this game. Um, and so I think that that's gonna be the route to go. Tennessee with the run heavy offense, I could see them being um, ball control. So Wilson might not have as many opportunities. Sure. Um, whereas with Dallas's offense, you know, they're kind of a balanced offense, um, but they'll score on their third play of every drive because of the Packers defense being as bad as it is. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, yeah, I think Rogers has an opportunity to surpass 20 this week. All right, sounds good. We're going with Rodgers over Wilson for those who are touched by a hackett. All right, Josh, moving on to the next category here. We've got some potential comeback player of the years. Um, we got uh, Saquon Barkley versus Houston, or we've got CMC versus the Los Angeles Chargers. That's on Sunday night. Um, who do you like here, Barkley or CMC? Neither. They both stink. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I picked this one just because of the comeback player of the year. Um, it seems like these two are probably the front runners for it. Um, and so I I guess um, the Los Angeles Chargers run defense is extremely porous, but um, they've got a lot of different players in that offense. Obviously, um, for San Fran, they they utilized CMC a couple weeks ago when because um, last week was their bye, I believe. Um, and so they utilized him a couple weeks ago. Um, who knows if they're going to continue with that trend? Odds are that you know he's going to get his. He's going to see the ball out of the backfield. Um, but Barkley is that offense. Um, and then with Danny Dimes having the opportunity to be Danny Dashes with um, read options, um, they might you know um, they might open up some more lanes for Barkley to get it on those plays. So um, I'm kind of torn between the two. I guess if I gunned ahead, I'd go Barkley, um, but you know cmc it is is like gnawing at me as well so gar maybe you could sway me sure sure uh i mean yeah i hear what you're saying i feel like so while, while remaining on the same scale um of one having the safer floor and one having the higher ceiling like we talked about with rogers wilson a second ago i feel like barkley has the safer floor and cmc has the higher ceiling but obviously cmc's ceiling is 20 times that of what russell wilson's was so we're on the same scale but like the polar opposite if that makes sense um but i think you know barkley's almost guaranteed to get you 15 points i feel like I, i'll stamp that as a guarantee right now barkley's gonna get you know probably 15 points this week he's a rock solid running back he you know he has a nose for the end zone so especially if it's a touchdown week for him he's great i would i would much prefer to play cmc because just last week of course we're not going to see this every week but just the last week he played because he had to buy last week but two weeks ago against the rams he put up 38.26 points and we just talked about how the chargers defense uh especially the run defense is absolute garbage this year and so you know it's always possible that with a player as high of a profile as cmc he becomes the distraction while everyone else has a good day but i mean when cmc is putting up almost 40 points in half point ppr two weeks ago i would much much prefer to play cmc with that super high ceiling um just because i mean even on a bad game cmc is probably going to get you you know 10-ish points and so you know if you want to talk about points over replacement Christian McCaffrey has the potential to double um, Barkley's points whereas Barkley as rock solid as he is and I you know I, I completely agree Barkley is rock solid but he's probably going to get you 15 to 20 and that's really his range so I'd prefer CMC very strongly 
Yeah, I'll go with the upside potential. Obviously, if you have both of these guys, good luck or congrats. You're probably going to win a lot, but right. um, um, especially this year, and it's possible this year that you have both these guys um, just based on where Barkley was going in most drafts. Um, yeah, people were sleeping, but, dude. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm fine with going CMC just because uh, porous Chargers run defense and opportunity and upside and well all that stuff that we talked about. Sure. Um, Moving on, we've got the questionable QB category uh, where the wide receivers have QBs that may or may not be uh, the most accurate of passers or the most uh, um, prominent passers. We've got Darnell Mooney versus Detroit um, and Deontay Johnson versus New Orleans. Now, I picked the QBs or the questionable QB category because Justin Fields has had back or a few solid weeks in a row, um, but he hasn't. It's been more so with his legs, um, and he has thrown the ball more and a little bit more effectively. But um, Mooney has had some down weeks. Deontay, um, he is he's been target dependent with a lot of his things. I'm not looking at any stats, so correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I believe he's been having quite the down year as well, and Kenny Pickett has not been doing him any favors. Um, I'm leaning towards benching both of them, similar to the quarterback category. But uh, Gar, do you have any uh, strong opinions? Uh, well, so Darnell Mooney, he's currently wide receiver 44 in both standard and PPR scoring, whereas Deontay Johnson is wide receiver 54 in standard, but wide receiver 39 in PPR. So Deontay Johnson has racked up a couple more receptions. If I were to look at the totals here real quick, um, Deontay Johnson has 43 receptions this year to Darnell Mooney's 32. Um, and so Darnell Mooney has had more receptions these last couple weeks, whereas Justin Fields has started to come alive. He's had, in week six, he had seven in week seven against new england of course um he only had three but then he had five receptions versus dallas and then last week against miami he had seven receptions so i'd certainly say darnell mooney's on the upswing um and he's had he's put up double double digit points and half point ppr you know two of the last four weeks whereas deontay johnson for all his effort he hasn't put up double digit fantasy points and half point ppr since week three and so you know kenny pickett certainly does not appear to be helping deontay johnson at all so if he is getting higher reception numbers it's not leading to touch and it's not leading to a lot of yards um Deontay Johnson has not surpassed 50 yards since week five against Buffalo um he said 28 42 and 35 the last three weeks he played and then he had a bye last week so I mean certainly I'd lean Booney here just because you know a rising tide raises all ships and you know Chicago's finally gotten their head out of their ass a bit and so if Justin Fields is playing better of course Justin Fields is rushing for record numbers but if Darnell Mooney is also benefiting I think he has more upside um, so I'd prefer Mooney over Johnson if I were picking okay yeah yeah okay I would I'd lean that way too just because of the upswing of um, that offense all right Josh and then next year we all love a wonderful tight and we love a great tight and um and so in this category we're curious do you like george kittle versus los angeles the los angeles chargers on sunday night or do you like tj hawkinson with the new nightmare throwing him the rock um at buffalo this week did you just call kirk cousins the new nightmare you're goddamn right i did is it a new nightmare because of how he plays between the first and last drive of the game <laughs> No, it's a new nightmare because that's the only he's only good in games that start at noon. Was he good last week? Uh, did we win? Did did he do that or was it the interception that was in field did goal range? Did we that? fucking win, Josh? 
you're right. Um, I would, I'm actually leaning Hawkinson in this one just because of how often they used him last week. He's gotten another week to learn the offense. Um, depending on whether or not Josh Allen plays, you know, that should be, I mean, even if Josh Allen doesn't play, that's probably going to be a pass heavy game. Um, and so I would, uh, I'm leaning Hawkinson in this one. Um, mainly because of like we talked about with the running back cmc is is a focal point in that offense most likely Um, so kittle might not get as many opportunities Um, plus that run defense for the chargers is subpar so they'll probably pound the rock a little bit more so i'm leaning hawkinson gar how are you i'm good josh thanks for asking um but yeah no I, I i feel you with hawkinson of course i think last week was a bit of lightning in the bottle you know guy comes over in his very first week like he's only on the team for six days as the, or he's on on his sixth day on the team or fifth day on the team whatever it is he gets nine receptions for 70 yards that's pretty unheard of usually um of course you can't really look at the rankings fairly because kittle or i mean uh hawkinson was on a different team for most of the year and then kittle missed the first two weeks and then had to slowly reintegrate him back in himself back into the offense Kittle has put up you know eight receptions six receptions three receptions last three weeks he played and he's found the touchdown he's found the end zone the last two weeks so he has been putting up double digits pretty consistently um but I agree with you that I think the at least the projected game script right of course we could be 100% wrong and Herbert and Eckler come on just you know punch 49ers in the face immediately on Sunday night and then the the Niners are playing from behind so the game script completely fits but the game script projected game script going into Sunday night is that the 49ers run the rock a lot and so Kittle should be a little less utilized whereas the game script projected for the vikings is that we should be garbage and we should be behind buffalo because buffalo is an actual good football team and the vikings are fraud so i'm not afraid rocking with hawkinson here especially in ppr formats i mean nine receptions last week you know kirk was not afraid to pepper him early and often and so with only one one week of available tape on hawkinson there's still plenty of things you know koc could try and do to be creative with hawkinson and use him in different ways that you know the defense probably isn't prepared for as good as leslie frazier is so i'm not afraid to ride with hawkinson in here that's fine but kittle is a solid option as well let's not pretend oh yeah <laughs> okay kool-aid one of these is not like the others and i'm going to go ahead and let you try and decide which one that is but we've got zach Ertz at the los angeles rams debo samuel at philadelphia wait no curtis samuel um at philadelphia oh, is that curtis samuel okay fuck go ahead. sorry yep. go ahead. Uh, Ron Dale Moore at the Rams or Najee Harris versus New Orleans. Which of those is not like the others, Gar? Not your pick. Not This isn't your pick for this. This is going to be which of those is not supposed to be in this category. Not supposed to be in this category? I was going to say Zach Ertz. Yeah, or shouldn't only, be. Zach Ertz is the only shouldn't. white guy. Najee Harris should not be in the flex appeal. Based on there we you know, go. Based on preseason draft capital, of course, the season doesn't always go the way you want. But yeah, Najee Harris should not be down here. And am I going to play him or Rondell more? That's a tough existence for Najee Harris for sure. Exactly. That that is the one that is not like the others on that list. Um, but Gar, with those four players in mind, Curtis Samuel, Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore, and Najee Harris, who's who's tickling your fancy? Oof, Josh. Well, I love to be tickled, Wink. Um, but, I mean, Ertz, Ertz should have the very solid floor. I mean, he's tight end three in PPR this year. Um, I know I was hating on the entire Cardinals organization all year, but even with the reemergence of D-Hop, Ertz is doing fine for himself. He's usually getting, he's, you know, he's he's found the end zone the last two weeks, and he's still getting plenty of opportunities. His targets went down for a couple weeks, but he had eight last week against Seattle. So it'll be interesting because I last I saw, and maybe he's out of it, but last I saw Matthew Stafford, 
Stafford was in the concussion protocol. And so if Matthew Stafford doesn't play, even though the Rams are garbage as is, it'll be interesting what Arizona has to do to win that game. Who knows? Uh, moving on to Ron- – I mean, and Rondell Moore's on the same team, so I could probably say the same about him. He's really – Rondell Moore's almost seemingly gotten better now that D-Hop is back, which is weird. Um but Rondell Moore is really popping off the page as well. So I'm leaning one of the two Arizona uh, people right now. Najee Harris is just, who knows what's happening to this poor guy. But maybe the bye week will help them get right. And he's seen more reception the last couple weeks on your PPR format. Najee Harris has gotten more attractive. And then Curtis Samuel is kind of a wild card. He just had a good week last week where he found the end zone. And Minnesota's you know, a not good defense. He exposes a little bit. But if I had to pick one, I know I'm just kind of rambling here. I mean, I'm down to the two Arizona people which is tough because who knows what that game script will be especially if um <coughs> especially if Stafford doesn't play but I think Ertz has the safer safest floor and so I'd lean Ertz on the first um on the first you know reaction but I could certainly be swayed in another direction if you have an argument to be had no I I mean I was debating between Ertz and Moore myself Moore's had um he it looks like they're trying to utilize him a lot more um, sure. with D-Hop back, it seems. Um, so those were the two that I had kind of in mind. Najee, I was avoiding at all costs just because he seems to not, I mean, he can't get anything going. And a lot of it you can, can attribute to that, you know, rookie quarterback. So they're loading the box and that horrible offensive line. Um, I just can't get anything moving. Uh, Samuel at Philadelphia, that's a divisional game. Those are always kind of messy and, and fun. Um, I guess so is Ertz at Los, or the Cardinals at the Rams. But um, I'd, I'd be fine going with Ertz, Rondell Moore being a close second. I mean, well, I guess would you prefer the would you prefer the floor or would you prefer the upside? Because I agree that Rondell Moore last two weeks he's had eight targets and ten targets for seven receptions and eight receptions, and two weeks ago against us in Minnesota he found the end zone. So I mean, like, I think Rondell Moore has the higher upside. So do you want Rondell Moore with the upside or do you want Ertz with the floor? Upside. So that'd be Rondell Moore then. Oh yeah. All right, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Start Rodgers over Wilson. Start CMC over Barkley. Start Mooney over Deontay Johnson. Start Hawkinson over Kittle. And start Rondale Moore over Ertz, Curtis Samuel, and Najee Harris. I'm sure our takes won't be ice cold by Monday morning. You know, this is this is ironclad. You know, we've never been wrong once in our lives, Josh. Exactly. We've never been wrong once yet about these picks haven't been wrong once this week tell you that um hell yeah <laughs> moving on josh to the fan duel favorites of the week fan duel or the fan duel fun time if you will who do you like this week who do you think's a good value or who do you think's going to score a lot of points for the folks in the pod play along i picked one um i'm gonna go with mr mr indestructible with christian watson um <laughs> solid 5400 um he's gotten two plays the last two weeks um and so um he's you know trending upwards if he gets a third play this week that's you know great um and so 5400 um not i mean last week he got pulled out for a potential concussion he never actually had a concussion they just kept him out to be safe so good on them for that i guess um but there's nobody else in that offense, so might as well just try and utilize the guy that you drafted in the second round. Right. Um, it's not going to work, but, you know, might as well for only 5,400 if you're loading up in other positions. Big brain. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Might as well. Uh, I liked a couple players this week, and they're not all super cheap, but I like JT. I mean, we're getting JT now at like middle-of-the-pack prices. I think Jonathan Taylor was the same price as AJ Dillon, which is a travesty, but also completely fair because JT hasn't done jack shit this year. But Jonathan Taylor, I forgot who uh, the Raiders are not. Excuse me. The Colts are playing the Raiders. Jeff Saturday's first week. Who knows if Jeff Saturday can have an immediate impact on that offensive line that's played like garbage. Who knows if Jeff Saturday comes in with a completely new brand of football. Of course, they've had a short week, but that also means very little tape for the Raiders to review. So who knows? But I mean, JT has the talent upside to have a, a great week. So I like JT for 7,000. I also like Jeff Wilson Jr. He went to Miami with Mike McDaniel and immediately had an impact. So he's probably not going to be more than like a two times value, maybe put up 12 fantasy points. But for 6,500, if you have to save money from some other, if you went big somewhere else, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. And then the cards defense again, maybe I probably should have just Googled this. It would have taken me 10 seconds to look it up pre-show, but I just keep sticking with the fact that the last thing I read, which was probably yesterday or two days ago, is that Stafford is in the concussion protocol. So this is all assuming that Stafford doesn't play the cards defense at four grand already with the Rams being, you know, I think the worst offense in the league or one of the, at least one of the worst fantasy offenses in the league. Um, you know, the cards defense at fourth out looks like a sweet value. So those, those are who I like this week, Josh. Moving on. Who do you like as a bust this week, pal? Um, Alvin Kamara, um, eighty six hundred. I think he's he's on he is on that lat- latter half of his career now. You know, great. He's a great player at times, but that, it just seems like you know he needed Drew Brees with his noodle arm that could only throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage in order to have any value. Tough. Um, he's had some good games this year, but um, last week was unbelievably bad, um, and and so I just don't see him stepping up to that $8,600 value this week. I feel it. And then again, I'm just sticking with my theme of, you know, actually, I'm, I'm going to stop right now. I'm just going to look it up. Um, so I stop hitting the people with bad news. We'll just look up Stafford as we sit here. This is great podcasting. Um, Stafford questionable after limited practice. Stafford concussion was limited. Was a limited participant. This is 17 hours ago. Friday and is listed as questionable for Sunday's game. Um, Stafford's return to the practice at the end of the week gives him at least some chance to play Sunday after he's placed concussion protocol Tuesday and held out of practice Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. So he's added, sounds like he's added concussion protocol, but he didn't practice it all this week. So it's possible the Rams are cautioned or just like Stafford Stafford, let's get your head right, especially with what's all you know what the narrative has been this year with concussion. So it's it's still possible Stafford doesn't play. Now that I know he's out of the protocol, I'd say there's a much higher chance Stafford does play. But um, I'm just going to stick with my theme that I've had all show. I have Cooper Cup as a bust this week, 92 hunch. If Stafford's rattled or if Stafford's not good or if he doesn't play, then, you know Cup is probably not going to produce the way he usually does. So I got Cup as the bust this week at 92 hunch. Wow, that's a low price. Not wow! really. um, that's a low price gar we've got some sleeper over under contest um mine is that only idiots will say and you said cot dig sideline touchdown unbelievable uh seems very fair uh I moving mean, on to, to the weekly you've, preview you, you in the notes you wrote you know under your initial for the sleeper over under contest originally you wrote pass like you weren't going to do it and then so going off your pass the wrote the word you wrote pass then i said pass caught dig sideline touchdown unbelievable so you set me up to fail and that's just rude uh you know that's that's just how the cookie crumbles All weekly right. preview gar anything on the waiver wire that's striking your fancy any league stuff that you want to get off your chest anything 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 
<laughs> okay. I mean, he's probably picked up in all your leagues by now, but Darren, we saw Darren Waller got put on the IR, and so, you know, Foster Morneau or Morneau or whatever the fuck his last name is. Um, if you need a tight end, you could probably still pick up him in some places with Darren Waller gone, but who knows? And I think I think Hunter Renfro went in the IR as well, so someone's got to catch other than Devontae Adams in um, in las vegas so it'll be interesting to see whether it is you know foster gets himself some better opportunities or if you know matt collins has you know he's broken out a couple times this year but if he can stay consistent now with more opportunities but i think that's interesting to look at otherwise i can't think of anything else some other play, somewhat surprising players win on ir this week but i can't think of who they are off the top of my head um but I, what, do, what do you think about this germany game eight you'll wake up 8 30 sunday morning we'll have you know is it going to be a germany gino is he going to absolutely rock brady and the bucks in germany and munich or what do you think uh i don't know brady's brady's been on the brady is looking like he's uh 48 not 47 so um it's it's you know it's possible i think that i think that seattle could have an opportunity to um kind of get into the conversation because it seems like they're still being slept on despite how well they're playing um but I, I'd go with, yeah, Germany, Gino sounds like a, I like the alliteration. Um, so, yeah, let's go with, yeah. All right, what about, the? I mean, I think this Josh Allen thing is all a bunch of window dressing. I feel very confident Josh Allen's going to play. But what do you think about that, that Vikings-Buffalo game? Do you think the Vikes absolutely get rocked? That's uh, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously the Vikes had to plant a sleeper agent to hurt Josh Allen's elbow before they play him. So they give him a better chance. Vikings are probably going to win because it's just how the world wants me to feel. Um, they want me to have another week of listening to school. School. I mean, it seems like everywhere I go, I see. I mean, even uh, if we lose, Josh, we're going to be seven and two. What are the stupid Packers this year, huh? <laughs> uh, Packers. Let's 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 be real here. Packers are on pace for first overall, and I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna draft Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, have another franchise two, quarterback. You trade two quarterbacks. Well, I said or, um, and so we're gonna trade Rodgers and Love in a package because they're they're a package deal to some team for, um, you know, their next sixteen first round picks. It's gonna be glorious um our defense is gonna stop playing with blindfolds on next year we're gonna go 20 and all the year after that 20 and all the year after that 20 and all the year after that 24 and all because that's when they decide that they need to add some games all right final question here josh your official take by the way was the vikings win so we love that for you it's on the tape you can go back and check it folks um but last question here we know that rogers every time he goes down to dallas we always see that picture of him in the fucking cowboy hat with the big mustache and the belt buckle roger seems to own dallas at least in um at&t stadium or whatever the fuck it is at&t field but does M big mike own lambo this time we got dallas traveling up to green bay i don't know if this is the first time here since that awful you know referee call where obviously des did catch that ball and he was just extending for the end zone obviously that was a catch des um but does big mike own lambo what do you think about the cowboys coming to town this weekend josh then we'll get out of here well first off was it ruled a catch it was a catch josh we all saw it Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right. You're right. It's a catch. I'll go back, look at the stats, make sure. Yeah, um, check the box score. Yeah, box in my, score in my heart. It's a catch. Yeah, no, I still get a kick out of the uh, the Dallas. Um, and with the rules nowadays, yes, it's a catch. But um, 
back then it wasn't obviously and the dallas announcers um on the radio call they thought they were going to get it overturned to a touchdown they were celebrating Uh, but no, Big Mike does not own Lambo. I think that Dallas does obviously have an opportunity to win. They're more light, more than likely going to win. Uh, but Big Mike might own like one of the barbecue restaurants in Lambo. Um, <laughs> that's probably where he's going to be calling most of the plays. Um, I do think I, I am ready for that comeback. I I I think that um, while he did kind of get stale in our offense. Um, and we needed the change. He brought a lot of wins to this organization. He brought a lot of, um, he brought a Super Bowl here. And and say what you want about the number of years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, um, it's it's not easy to win the Super Bowl. Brady's just m- ruining it for um, fans of teams that only have one or two, um, or zero, or z- or zero. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, he is for, and so it's it's like, why don't we have seven? Well, it's because uh, Tom Brady is a cheater and he's a pumpkin eater. Um, well, never mind. Pumpkin's probably not on the TB12 method. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for that comeback just because I do hope that the Lambeau Field gives him an ovation of some kind, not the booze that they give uh, tax evaders or, you know, um, welfare thieves. Um, <laughs> but um, I do think that uh, he deserves one. Hey, that concussion cream is all time, pal. Uh, well, let's get the fuck out of here, Josh. We're already over. Um, so we thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, we will be back Tuesday night at 8 p.m. sharp to go over everything that happened this week. Don't forget about our Discord. We love people chatting with us. And, uh, Josh, you have anything else you'd like to say to the folks before we get the fuck out of here, pal? Go Packers. Bye, everybody. See you Tuesday night. Go Packers. First overall pick. <laughs> <laughs>